Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. Welcome to another episode of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. I'm your host, Bettina Goolsby. I'm an actor and dreamer slash creative continuing to go after my dreams. So much of this journey is just so mind-boggling, hence the title, for either reasons of utter disappointment or the manifestation beyond what I could have ever imagined. Follow along as I check in with other creatives along the way and learn what so mind-boggling things they have to say and what it's like pursuing the dream while living the in-between. Hey y'all, welcome back to season four of So Mind-Boggling Journeys. Yes, we made it and it feels good, yes. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for all of you who tuned in and listened to season three. We had a great season. The whole goal for season three was really just to relaunch the podcast, to get out there and to show up. And I think we did that. We had 12 solid episodes. We talked to a lot of great people. If you have not listened to a couple of the episodes of season three, let me just remind you, we had Gerard Brown, who is the writer of Juice, and he talked to us about 30 years post-Juice, how that feels. Morgan Page, who is an actor and also a singer-songwriter, and she played a little bit of her new single for us. Definitely check that out. You have Marshall Thurman, who is an actor and also a writer, and the first feature film that she wrote, The Black, White, and the Grays, that has been hitting up the festival circuit left and right, and with even more screenings to come. We had child actors, Cameron and Keep and Lyric Angel, and they were a lot of fun. We had writer Kia Barbie. We had actor Anastasia. We had actors Justin Phillips and Laura Carnaccio. Shout out to Justin. He booked the Book of Mormon since we last spoke to him. Congratulations on that. And, you know, we had a really solid season three. So thank you. I also want to thank my team, Sam Valentine of One Broke Actress, who also started Fast Forward Productions. She is featured in season Season three as well on episode nine. Sam is our co-producer here. Thank you, Sam, for all the guidance getting us through season three and all the help gearing us up for season four. It's much appreciated. Also want to give a shout out to Kenya Robinson. She was also featured in season three on episode six. And Kenya has come back and she has designed the season four podcast art cover. Thank you very much. I love it. And even more so than that, I love that we worked on this together. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. And there's more to come there with Kenya and myself. And so with that, you know, we are officially in season four, you know, season four is going to be more about pushing through blocks and really doing the things that we say that we want to do to get where we want to go. Right. And so I think about that quote from Robert Frost and the poem servant to servant. He says, the only way out is through. And so with this season, I want to share with you all that, you know, I found myself kind of having this, this stage fright and this performance anxiety that kind of kicked in and it's always been there, but it's one of those things where it's like, okay, I've been doing this for a while now and I really want to move through it just because it's agonizing, <laughs> to be frank with you. It's very agonizing and 
if you knew all of the turmoil that I go through either before a podcast interview, before a podcast intro, you know, before an acting project, I mean, I have intense performance anxiety. It hasn't stopped me from, you know, still wanting to pursue my dreams, but I do think that it does hinder me in a way and it takes up a lot more time and energy than I would like. And so it's something I want to work on. And I would love to work on that with you through season four. So one of the things that I'm embarking upon is I am rereading The Artist's Way. I'm rereading The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. This will be my third iteration on this program. It's a 12-week program that's basically designed to help you move through whatever blocks that you have and whatever is holding you back. And so it's chapter reading, it's exercises, et cetera. It's a lot of like kind of going back to the past and identifying maybe where those blocks came from, whether it's from a family member or a friend or, you know, a teacher or just anyone, maybe someone who unknowingly said something that triggered an insecurity within you that basically holds you back from doing the things that you want to do. So feel free to also read along or to just listen to the podcast. Definitely share what you also are maybe, you know, blocked by and are trying to move through. I would love to hear that. I would love to hear the different things that people are, you know, trying to move through, whether that's, you know, you're just trying to get started on something or you have started, but you've hit a roadblock or just whatever, whatever is on your heart and your mind, please feel free to share. That is, we are here for you. We definitely want to serve you as well in this season four. And so with that, I'd like to introduce my first guest for season four. That is Stephanie Williams. I call her Steph. She is an actor and she's also a writer. We met back in 2009. We worked on a play called Bitter Apples. It's written and it was directed by Arthur French III. And we were both actors in that play. That play was about a group of folks hanging out in the park and we had a great time. It was one of our earlier projects. And we have just maintained contact ever since. Uh, She's also like my artist buddy in crime. We go to art museums together. We go on adventurous hikes together. And we really just do things and talk about things to kind of feed our inner child. So shout out to Steph. Thank you so much for being my first guest for this season. Without further ado, here is Stephanie Williams. Steph, thank you so much for coming on So Mind-Boggling Journeys. Ah, thank you for having me. Yes. So Steph is a longtime actress friend of mine. I was thinking about this, Steph. We met doing Bitter Apples together, Arthur French III's Bitter Apples. We really did. That was a long time ago. How do we keep it going? How do we keep our relationship going? (laughs) That is the best question because I'm not always great with that. And I feel like it's hard with actors. It's like you work on different projects or you're different, different classes. And so you're always meeting new people and working with new people. So a lot of times you have the best intentions, right? To keep in contact with people, but it's like life just be life in. And it's like, you got your family and your friends and all of that too. So sometimes you kind of fall out of touch with some people that you've worked with in the past, but like you and I haven't, and we have like a friendship now. Yeah. And I really like now I'm really thinking about it. Like, I really don't know how it started off. Like, did I come to you? Like, I really don't know. Now I'm going to be thinking about this all night. (laughs) Like you said, like we work on projects and then we're like best friends with whoever. And then we never see them again until we bump into them, maybe or maybe not and stuff. And 
you know, I've always been kind of like a psycho. So like, if I see you and I'm like, you're going to be my friend and this is going to be it. And now here we are, like, <laughs> how many years later? I don't even know. I don't even know. When I look back at those pictures, it's very fuzzy looking. <laughs> well, one, I feel like, I'm like, wow, we were like babies. Yes. And like a little, like not, not frail, but like, like just, you know, no grown woman weight whatsoever. Those pictures needed some sheen, okay? Because <laughs> it was looking very, yes, very early. It's looking very, you know, very early. <laughs> well, here we are. Here we are. We made it. We made it. You know what I think what really like made us stick, like I told you before, is that we both were very similar. Only children has a lot to do with it, I think. Yes. Only children had friends, like solid friendships outside of acting. That was like our thing. And so we understood how we rolled. Absolutely. And maybe we shouldn't have because a lot of times you call me to flake. Are we both flake off each other? <laughs> no, but see, that's one of the things I love. Like our relationship has evolved so much. It's like we don't even flake out. Oh my God, our friendship even survived the flake out years. There were many years where we would have plans and we would both on both sides flake out at the last minute for whatever reason. Yes. We understood. But we understood. We didn't get upset about it. It was like, all right, okay. Even though there were some moments, sometimes that I was like, ugh, because I just wanted to like talk with my active buddy and just like, you know, we remain friends nonetheless. And now we are committed. Wait, now, hold on now, because the way you said that was that I was like the main flaker. I feel like it was a 50 50 flake situation. <laughs> I feel like we holding hands on the plate flake. <laughs> but I don't know if you felt the way I felt, though. There was some moments where I was like, no, it's not okay, but okay. You know what it is? I love getting together all the time. Oh, remember we just said this. So we just went to the beach. We had like this epic trip to the beach and it was so amazing. And I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like a magical day at the beach. Steph put me on to Jacob Reese and I love that beach. It was like very kind of like grown up. <laughs> I was like, oh, I never really took a barometer check of different beaches like that. And I was like, wait, what made this beach different? And I was like, oh, because it's like urban. It's like, it's called the people's beach. The people's beach. That was such a great experience. I mean, it was like all kinds of people, all different levels of groups. Like, you know, one, you know, there was a woman right behind us by herself at the beach. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, I love that. When I go to the beach by myself in Virginia Beach, I usually feel like, oh, I'm like by myself. People are looking at me weird. You know what I mean? It feels very strange. But I was like, I bet she's like enjoying herself to the fullest because the energy of the beach was just great. It's like a freedom beach to me. <laughs> Traditionally, it's known to be a beach that's like a haven for LGBTQ and just like artists and like they just kind of thrive to this section of the beach. So there's just no judgment there. You can just do whatever. Nobody really cares. Oh, my goodness. OK, so maybe that's what it is. Yeah, there was like an air of freedom and just like lightness. And I did feel like you could just like just be who you are, come as you are, shape, size, age. You know, it was just really open. It's the artist beach. That's what it was. So we went to the beach and now epic. We even go hiking together and we've had these epic adventures together. And I've been like, oh my gosh, like I love that we actually don't flake on each other anymore because these have been some really fun times. And I think all it was before is just like being lazy about traveling. I feel like it's always just that, like just kind of getting up the gumption because we live kind of far from each other. I think it was different though too, because like I think in that time period, like we were just very like friends involved. It was just so busy with our 
friends outside of the acting world and just always being committed to things with that and feeling like the pull and the pushing the pull, like not knowing where to go, but at the same time, just jumping in with our friends from back home. So I think that kept us busy. And now as times change, everybody's kind of settled down. And I think now we have the space to kind of do our own thing in our own way. Oh my gosh, that's so, so true. Because I'm like, we've been friends for like a while now and we've heard different stories and we've been there for different moments. And I love that now we're embarking upon, the reason why we're even here today, listeners, is because Steph and I are going to talk about, one, we're going to talk about her journey, my journey, our you know journey together, as we are right now. <laughs> and we're also going to talk about us embarking on the artist's way together. So it's great because we've had all these years prior to, and now we're embarking on this 12-week program written by Julia Cameron. And it's basically 12 weeks to help you kind of unlock whatever blocks that you're having, creative, mental, physical blocks that you're having, spiritual blocks to get to where you want to be as an artist, you know, in terms of if you're writing, if you're acting, whatever your art is, it's supposed to help bridge you to the next level, which we both feel like we're ready for. And you don't even have to be an artist from what I was reading. Like you could be a lawyer, you could be a regular business person, but I think the cusp of it all is that we all have an artist child inside of us. So it's like unleashing that or tapping into that, whoever you are, whatever you do. Exactly. Yes. Thank you. Perfectly said. And so, yeah, so all that to say, I'm so glad that we're here now and that you're here with me. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yes. Okay, so how should we start this? Um. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk about chapter one, but I think what we should talk about maybe is, you know, tell us a little bit maybe how you feel right now today about your artistic journey, where you are right now, what you want to focus on in the 12 weeks. Well, I'm in the middle of writing a solo show. I was inspired a couple of years ago to start writing. What started as like journal entries turned into healing, turned into just my life tale, turned into a book, I guess, a novel or whatever, and turned into a show. I'm on that journey right now, but I keep on getting stuck at different intervals in my journey because I guess what I'm writing is very healing for myself. Like I'm healing through whatever I'm writing. So there's a lot of times that I get stuck. And right now I'm really stuck towards the ending. I feel kind of blocked and I've heard about the artist way. I've actually attempted the artist way a couple of times in the past, but I've never really fully committed. The artist way is supposed to tap into that part of you that feels stuck and kind of release that so that you can move forward, kind of just go back to the essence of you as an artist. I figured that would be the best thing for me to start right now because I'm really committed to finishing this because it's been like a couple of years now. I'm still writing the show and I'm trying not to put pressure on myself, but I think I just need a little kick, a little motivation behind it to help me tap into places that I could like finish the last chapter, I guess. I decided to make a commitment to myself to actually commit to this 12 week because in the past, I've always taken so many breaks. I think I've only got to week six and this time just feels different. Like, I don't know, just where I'm at in life feels different and what I want feels different. And I just feel like the only way that I could move to where I see myself is to do something different. And doing something different means to discipline myself and stay committed to what it is that I want to do. And doing that, I figured that, you know, the artist way might be able to help me do that. So here I am on this journey. 
Yes. And I'm here because one reason is I want to work on a short film I have an idea about, and I had an idea about it a very long time ago and I didn't act on it. And it's come back to me and I'm like, okay, just write. And so I'm trying to move through those blocks to do that. I'm trying to move through creative blocks and really see my vision for my podcast come to life because I have very vivid images of what I would like. And there's all types of things that get in the way of that. And so I'm going to move past that. And then the third is just in general, just like very important life moments with friends and family and other artists. I feel just maybe just my relationships in general. I feel like something holds me back certain times. And I think a lot of it's like, you know, just, you know, old wounds, history, you know, triggers that maybe I haven't acknowledged before. And I just I'm kind of ready to just kind of like, I think of it as like cleaning the air ducts, you know, So that's why I'm here and doing the artist's way. So two of the things that really make the artist's way that are going to go with us from chapter one all the way to chapter 12 are these two basic ideas of one, the idea of morning pages, the tools and morning pages are basically you get up in the morning. The first thing you do is write three pages of whatever's on your mind and whatever's not on your mind. Even if you're like, I don't even know what I want to write today. Then you write, I don't even know what I want to write today. And it's supposed to be every morning before you do anything else. And then the second thing is once a week, you're supposed to take yourself on an artist date. As Steph told me last week during our session that it's be alone. <laughs> And you basically do whatever that kind of like, you know, if there's, if there was an activity that you loved doing as a child, if there's an activity that you wanted to do as a child and you weren't able to, then you do that. It's like whatever kind of like feeds your soul. It's like, let yourself be free and do whatever. So Steph, how are you going with both of those? (laughs) (laughs) The morning pages, you know, I thought that they said to do like three pages of subconscious stream of whatever is going in your head. And I thought it would be like a good 20 minutes. No problem. 20 turned into 30, turned into 40, turned into an hour. So now I have to kind of like program my day so that I can include that even more. But I think it's it's going. I'm not going to lie. I've missed some days, but I will say that that part, like the morning pages have definitely helped clear up my mind. Like sometimes I would wake up with so much so much anxiety, so many things going on in my head, so many questions, so many things. And when I put whatever's in my head on the paper, it's like I end up having an answer to all of the questions. It's kind of like my pen is talking to me. So it is something that I, I, I do need when I feel stuck somewhere and I just have a lot of anxiety in my head in general. So I use that tool regardless of artist way. I've been doing this aside from the artist way. I haven't been as consistent, but I know when I'm going through a hard moment, I'm like, where's my paper? Where's my pen? I gotta write, I gotta write, I gotta get it out, I gotta get it out. And I do, and when I do that, it feels so freeing. So it's like a tool for life. I'm trying to be more consistent for our whole 12 week journey though. It's going fairly well, it's going fairly well. We're gonna pick up the pace a little bit. Okay, now let me ask you, are you writing just in the morning or if it, if you're like, oh, I didn't finish, I only got a page done in the morning, so now I'm gonna write one now in the afternoon or do you just stick it to the morning? That's the part that's inconsistent. It's like, I wanna mm-hmm. do the morning and I've, I've mostly done the morning, but then because I know I have to do it, I'm like, oh man, it's afternoon, nobody will know. And then I would just write. So that's, you know, so I do write, for the most part, every day, but it might not always be in the morning. See, I think that's great. 
I think that's great. So what I was doing is I was trying to write in the morning, right? Like I think it happened maybe three days or in this past week, one day. (laughs) And so I did that too. I got distracted because I was like, oh no, I need to actually respond to this email now before this time or whatever, right? So then I sent the email off and I was like, oh, I really should go back to the morning pages. Now, if I am able to do that, then I will do that. There have been a couple days where it's like, I got caught up with the work email and then I was off and running with work. And so I was like, oh shoot, it turned up, you know, noon. And I'm like, oh shoot, I didn't finish. So then I just document, and this is what I was telling you earlier. I just document, okay, half a page. I wrote half a page today. And then I put it up and I'm like, I'll try again tomorrow or whatever. Because what I've learned about the morning pages is I finally think I understand the point of it. But what I've learned about it is I'm like, oh, so I actually, because it's like really who has an hour to be just writing in the morning? Do you know what I mean? Like when you get up in the morning, you got things you got to do. And so I'm like, oh, I actually have to get up extra early. Like it can't be the time that I would have been like getting dressed or that I would have been working out or that I would have been like staring at the ceiling, scrolling on my phone. You know, it's like I literally have to then create some earlier time to do it, which means the only way it's going to work then is if I go to bed earlier at night. So it's like, I'm trying to figure out, okay, now where is this time going to come? Because if I really do want this to happen, like where is it going to come from? You know, so I'm trying to get the schedule together. What I've learned is I'm like, oh, it is setting you up for a healthier habit. Because look, I'm thinking about getting in the bed earlier. I'm thinking about waking up early in the morning. I'm thinking about at least writing half a page. You know, half a page is better than no page. A third of a page is better than no page. And I'm like, oh, and I guess even though I didn't hit the goal, I was like, I definitely wouldn't have written a third of a page if I wasn't on this program. I would have hoped to, and that would have been on my to-do list. But would I have eaten that frog? Probably not, you know? (laughs) So we'll eat the frog, okay? Yes. So that's what I'm learning. I'm like, oh, I think I need to eat the frog. Because even like, oh my God, this morning, I knew we were going to be talking about the artist way. I knew we were going to be talking about the morning pages. Did I do, did I write this morning? No. (laughs) I didn't either. I'm not going to lie. I might write tonight. We might have to rename it and call it a night page, you know? Yes, the PM pages. I think that's what it is, though. Like, sometimes when you're trying to, like, incorporate new habits into your routine and stuff, you're not going to always get it right. You have to give yourself all the grace because this is new. Like, I I don't see how... I'm, I'm sure it's possible for someone. I don't know who they are, but... It's just not always possible. But if you get a little piece of it done, at least you feel like I did it, you know, because if you continue to go on this journey and do it, one day you're actually going to do it the way it's quote unquote supposed to be. But I think it's open to interpretation. And also this whole schedule thing, it's really hard because as artists, our schedules are like all over the place to begin with. So we don't have a traditional nine to five situation most of the times. So to get in bed early Early might be a different time than early the next day, you know, it depends on what time your day starts. So that's why I've, I've kind of like given myself grace for that. And that's why I said in the beginning, I'm kind of inconsistent, but at least I show up and I'm going to give myself a pat on the back for showing up because I am committed to continuing this 12 week journey, whether or not I do it at night, the afternoon or the morning. And one day I'll, I'll get it right or not. You will. 
And let me tell you, really kudos to you because I actually am on a nine to five schedule right now. I'm on a long-term freelance gig right now that is nine to five. And that actually is the only thing that actually is kind of helping me stay structured because I literally have to be very focused during that nine to five. So I have to kind of figure out when I'm going to do it before or after. But girl, if I was doing my normal, usual like actor life where I do have like complete freedom day to day, it would be so hard. So girl, kudos to you because yeah, girl, like carving out this, this is kind of, this is not an easy program that we're embarking upon. Yes, it's not actually. I mean, just the beginning of it and like just digging up. I think the first part of it is about digging up your blockages. Like where did that come from? And like being face to face with that. And that just wasn't easy. We spoke about it, but like in the beginning of our journey, it was just a feeling that came over us individually. I don't know if it was the anxiety of embarking on the journey or not or what it was, but it was just like this feeling that overcame me that I can't even like articulate it. I don't know how to describe it. I felt down. <laughs> I don't know. I felt down before I started. I wasn't as excited as, you know, I read you're supposed to be, I guess, because I was just like digging away at things that I kind of like pushed under the rug. Now I'm revisiting it in order to get past it. So I think that this program is therapy. Yes, absolutely. Piggybacking off of what Steph said, it's like we are kicking, I call it like kicking up dust. Like I'm kicking up things. It's like, I don't really want to be kicking up, you know, because it's like, I'm kind of like, showing up slash not showing up in life the way that I want to. And I'm finding that at my big old age and having been kind of like, you know, doing the audition grind for the longest and, you know, working on projects here and there, I have like this really intense performance anxiety, kind of like, I'm very excited about what I'm doing and I love it. And then all of a sudden this like creepy monster just comes in and just kind of like ruins the moment. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I actually want to enjoy this process. I want to have a natural flow with it, but things crop up. And it's like, so I'm kicking up the dust to kind of get over what it is. And so much of it goes back to like those earlier days if someone didn't see you or didn't believe in you or said, you know, they might, a teacher might've said the most casual thing in their mind, but it like stayed with me for forever, you know, and it, and I don't realize that it's kind of impacting me now. And so it's interesting going through these exercises and just kind of like revisiting. It's like revisiting. It's like revisiting those memories that maybe you kind of push under the rug, as Steph said earlier. I mean, so Steph, how are you feeling? What, it, what does it feel like to kind of go back to that not great, pleasant moments that could be affecting you today? Uncomfortable. Are you? Yeah, it's been uncomfortable, like writing about it. Like there were some exercises that we have to write about, like the boogeyman of your past and like, you know, those moments that happened. And I thought I was over a moment and then I started writing about it and I just got mad again. I'm not going to lie, but like I found myself getting emotional and I don't know where that came from. And I think it's because whatever was tied with what I wrote, it was like this feeling, you know, we talked about blurts in the beginning, you know, our, our mind is telling us is that being very judgy and telling us all of these things that are untrue. Part of like the boogeyman are those blurts that I talk to myself every day. Like it tells me every single day, you know, and it's like, I'm writing this down and I'm seeing where it came from. And I really thought I dealt with it before, but clearly I'm here crying and getting emotional about it. I haven't really faced it, I guess, the way I thought I did. So it, it is uncomfortable. I think the uncomfortable part is accepting what was 
you know, accepting my feelings that then and like pushing through. I'm hanging in there, but I know this is part of the process. I think any process to get to where you want to go, it's going to be uncomfortable and it's going to be challenging and it's going to bring up feelings. And it's really about you kind of walking through that cave and just dealing with it. So that's how I've been feeling as we embark on the journey and giving myself lots of grace, as we talked about with the whole morning pages, just giving myself grace and just like really accepting my feelings and just kind of pushing through and pushing through isn't always the easiest push, you know? No, no. Okay. So what about your artist dates? You want to talk about those? Uh, I actually skipped my artist date this week. Okay. Maybe I need to do one later on and start tomorrow, but the first artist date I did, it was good. It was good. Um, I was having a bad day, and then I saw these stickers, random stickers that I had, and I started pasting them on my planner. And I was like, oh, these are actually, it had a lot of affirmations on it. I was like, you know what? I need more stickers because I it was only a little bit. And I, I thought to myself, why don't I just decorate my book, my journal for this journey with affirmations and, and feel-good stuff? So I took myself to the dollar store and got a whole bunch of stickers and really kind of went back to my childhood and I felt really good and freeing. Like I felt like a little girl again because I used to decorate my journals with like Lisa Frank stickers and oh, I think I'm dating myself. <laughs> but like I used to decorate my journal and do all kind of creative things. As an only child, I don't know if that was true for you, but I found myself by myself a lot, of course. And I would do a lot of arts and crafts alone. And I've never carved time for me to do that as an adult. So just doing arts and craft and doing the stickers and like the glitter and all those other things took me back to childhood and it felt very freeing. So yeah, I think I'm going to incorporate more of that. Like what are things that you enjoyed as a kid? And let's go back to that, you know, so it was very therapeutic for me. And I did not include anybody in that, that space. Cause usually sometimes when you come up with these ideas, people, Oh, I want to do that too. And they want to tag themselves along with you. No, you cannot do that. <laughs> You're like, it's an artist date. I have to go solo for it to count. Yes, yes. Okay, so I'll tell you my two artist dates. So I'm showing Steph a picture of my aunt. We've been cleaning out the shed. My family, we've been cleaning out our shed and closets. And it's been like, whew, we have so much to do. And so I came across some artwork from my aunt, you know, and I recreated it. That was a part of my artist day is I recreated it last night and it was therapeutic because one, I don't normally just kind of like have still moments. There's always like somewhere to go, somewhere to be, and then prep to go and be those places. And so just taking a second and thinking about my aunt and recreating this very simple drawing. It's literally like a flower and two hearts, you know, <laughs> you know, and I just, it's very simple. And I don't know, it just felt good just kind of slowing down and drawing. I don't know. It, it felt great. And it felt very different, you know? And I'll come back to what I think about you and just your, your artist dates in a second. And then my artist date, I took myself on one this morning. I went to the playground where I grew up and played. And I swung on the swings for about 15 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and that was solo. And, you know, being a woman of a big age, sitting on some swings, you know what I mean? It's like, people are like, is she on childhood swings? Like, is everything okay? You know? So, <laughs> but I didn't care, you know, I didn't care. I was like, oh, it felt so good. And I was swinging high too, you know, felt really good. 
And I was like, oh, this is nice to do these artist dates. Now, what I would like to do is maybe incorporate a little bit more time because it does kind of feel like, let me do this, not real quick, but oh, let me do this to kind of check it off. And then let me go down to the other, my to-do list, right? With my adult activities on there. But I was like, oh, I should really incorporate more time because it does feel great. It really does feel nice. And so much of what we're doing is giving ourselves permission and time to do it and not judging ourselves for it. I don't think also it has to do with like time, like 15 minutes versus an hour. I think it's all about the connection and the feeling to what you're doing. Mm -hmm. That's really the therapy part. That's really the artist date, what the cusp of what you're getting from it. So it could be 10 minutes. It could be 15 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever. It's just the connection with that. Like when you describe yourself going to the swings and where you grew up, like I just thought like, wow, that's, that's an awesome idea. Cause sometimes I would pass by in a car places that brought me back to that time you know and sometimes we get so caught up with with anxiety for the future and just beating ourselves up and the blurts and stuff and sometimes it's nice to have a pause and to go back to a time when life was a little bit more simple and I think that that's very nourishing um, internally and yeah that inspired me to want to do something don't necessarily have to be go to the old playground but like just that just revisit a time, you know? Yeah. So that felt really good, you know? Okay. So let's talk about the activities in week one. Is there, let's talk about one. Let's choose one and then maybe talk about it. Actually, I did an activity in week one, the one where you're supposed to write to yourself and mail the letter to you. Mm, Did you do, did you mail it to yourself? I did. And I didn't open it yet, but I did write to myself. I don't even remember what I wrote. But it's it's here, and I didn't open it yet. I told myself that I want to open it when I felt like it. Like maybe if I was having a bad day, you know, maybe it's going to help me. I want to open it when I feel compelled to. As opposed to, oh, look, it's the mail. Let me open it now, you know? I guess I'm waiting on a special moment, but I did that exercise. What about you? What did you do? So what I did is I wrote down kind of like my imaginary lives. It's like if you had five other lives to lead, what would you do in each of them? And one of my lives is I would be a dancer. Yeah, okay. I would be a dancer and I even would take like dancing classes a few years ago, but I was always, this is a great example. So it's like, I would admit whatever it is that I wanted for myself. I would put myself in those places and then I would freeze up (laughs) and it's like, well, girl, you went through the trouble of, you know, getting past A, B and C and then now you're here and it's like, what are you doing? So it's like, I would be in these dancing classes and I would be in the back of the room and I would be just like almost like a deer in headlights like I would be like staring around I would almost be like hiding you know what I mean I'd be in the back I'd be like you know when they would split up the groups I would always be way off to the side kind of in the back you know and and it's like I just didn't want to be seen and it's like instead of being in the moment and just kind of like taking the steps and looking I mean I would definitely be looking stupid (laughs) I would definitely be looking like two left feet but even then it was still there was a timidness I would be timid in 
kind of approaching the dance steps where it's like, you're already here. You paid the money, you showed up. It's like, probably looking stupid being timid. So why not just like really give it your all and really go for the two left feet? Like really try to, you know, understand maybe the first like eight count or whatever. And so that was something I was always trying to work towards and work through because it just was like, I wasn't really coordinated and I didn't have kind of like that ease. I feel like dancers have a certain ease about them where I didn't have that ease and just kind of like, I don't know, like dare I say swag? Because I do think I have a little vibe, but I wasn't able to put that into dancing. So I put that down as one of mine. I would have loved to have been a trapeze artist. You know, something about the freedom of that would have been something that I really loved. A scuba diver. I love water and I love the beach and I love the ocean. And so I feel like, oh, I would have really enjoyed that. I'm scared of sharks, you know, and, and any type of other large mammals. I feel like <laughs> I feel like it'd be so beautiful down there, like looking at all the wildlife underground and like the corals and the reefs. Yeah, I admire people that can scuba dive, honestly. Like I follow them on Instagram. One girl I follow, she goes to the depths of the ocean and I'm just like, wow, it's a whole new world down there. I don't even know how to swim, girl. <laughs> girl, quietly, I don't eat. I mean, I know how to survive, but the stroke is not really, the stroking stroke in it, okay? It's not, I don't know if my stroke would be life-saving if it needed to be, you know? <laughs> if you're on the brink of an emergency, I'm sure it would be life-saving. Right. <laughs> well, let's hope. Fingers crossed. And so then other than that, I wrote that I wanted to, I would have loved to have been like a French English translator. I took French in, oh, I started in high school and even became the French Honor Society, but can't speak more than wee oui, wee. Oui, you know what I mean? Wee oui, wee, oui, bonjour and au revoir. Okay. That's about it. Honor Society and you can only do wee oui, wee. Oui, okay. Wee oui, wee, oui, bon bon. <laughs> Come see, come saw. Okay, that's it. <laughs> um, and I would love to have been a makeup artist. I would have loved to have been a yoga teacher. And I actually did do that for a little bit, yoga teaching. I remember that time. Yeah, that time. Yeah, I did a little bit of yoga teaching. And I love yoga. And then writer. And you're writing. I'm, I'm getting there. <laughs> I have written. Yes. I write. As long as you write, you're a writer. You do your morning pages, you're a writer. I'm a writer. Okay, yes. So I'm writing. So that is imaginary life that has come to life. So, you know, but I definitely want to, you know, of course, delve deeper into that. Okay, so then, so lastly, so what are you hoping at the end of the 12 weeks? Because I want to have you back and I want to talk about how we feel post 12 week program. So what do you want for yourself at the end of the 12 weeks? I just want to, I don't want to put too much pressure on myself. I just want to stay committed to 12 weeks. I think I told you, I, I probably only made it up to chapter six. I want to make it up to chapter 12. Okay. Anything else that comes with that, I'm open and I'm ready. I don't want to like have any high expectations, but committing myself to 12 weeks. And that's a lot to someone whose schedule changes a lot. And a lot of times I step back from whatever I set forth to do. So just even committing to completing 12 weeks, if I just get that, I'm okay. Cause I did that. And I, I don't think that if I do commit to 12 weeks, that that's the only thing I'm going to get from 12 weeks. I want it to surprise me. So I guess we'll revisit that in the future. But right now I'm just 
one simple thing. Let's commit to 12 weeks and actually do these exercises, actually start this date, actually do these morning pages. For me, if I could just do that, then I feel like I'll be proud of myself. Yes. And that's what I was saying too. If I can just like actually read every chapter and at least do like, you know, I think they said three exercises, you know, because there's maybe like 10 exercises that they give you at the end of each chapter. If I could just do three, maybe four, that would be great. I really want to do the morning pages. Before we, you know, started recording, I was telling stuff that I feel like the mornings I wasn't writing is because I was waiting for like a free and clear hour to devote to the three pages where it was like, oh, like I might not have a full hour, right? So it's like, get started. And the goal is to get to three pages, but let's see what happens. And I definitely don't want to be cutting it short, but I do feel like half a page is better than no page or whatever. So I just, and I really feel like the whole idea of is really just kind of getting into a habit of writing, you know, and I really want to do that. And the artist state, I really do want to delve a little bit deeper and really use those moments to really connect deep down, you know, to kind of some of those earlier memories, because a lot of stuff I feel like I've also kind of blocked out because there's been so many years in life and chapters after I feel like it's kind of like, oh, I really need to kind of sit and really think about these exercises and really kind of honor them by giving them the time that they deserve. That has to do with slowing down. And I feel like that is something I'm constantly trying to work on is slowing down and being present. So that's what I would love. And I would love to have a five page short written at the end of this. And that, you know, and I'm I'm not, you know, that's okay. You know, I said that, but we'll see. No, you will have a five page something written down after this. It will happen. We have to start telling ourselves, no matter how uncomfortable it is, that this is going to happen. This is going to happen. So you know what? I'll throw mine's in there too. I want to complete this solo show at the end of this 12 week. Okay. I was a little hesitant to say that. But I'm hoping that this artist way journey is going to help me get to where I want to be with that. I'm just going to be kind to myself throughout the way. I'm just going to practice kindness. As yourself, I just I want to commit to the morning pages and the artist date as part of the finishing, completing the 12 weeks. I just don't want to just complete the 12 weeks, but I want to make sure that those tools are in my routine. And there's a system as opposed to me doing the morning pages in the afternoon and the morning page at night. Like at least by week five, we'll get to a space of like, you know what? I have incorporated some time to do the morning pages in the morning as opposed to another time of the day. Okay, great. And so before we get out of here, I would love for you to talk a little bit about this short film that you recently had that had a premiere and let us know when and where we might be able to see it. Yeah, I was part of a short film that I did last. No, it wasn't a short film. It was a feature film, girl. It was a whole enchilada short film. Here, I'm, here I am. So yeah, I was a part of a short film. No, I was a part of a feature film that we filmed last year and we had the premiere this past August, the ending of August. Yeah, I played the best friend to the main character, to both main characters. It was a love story, kind of like an old from the 90s. And it was my first feature film or my first film anything since I've taken a break from acting. It was pretty cool to jump back in, especially I kind of came on last minute I jumped on like maybe two months before they wrapped it up. We had some other conflicts with other actors. So I managed to jump in and really put myself to work and, you know, meet some dope people and get some scenes done. And it was pretty, pretty dope experience. Where can we see it? We're working on that. I'll come back to you for that. We'll, we'll get there when we get to the 12 week. <laughs> but yeah, thank you for bringing that up. I love it. 
perfect. Yes, I love it. All right, well, Steph, thank you so much. I know that it was like, you know, she was like, well, wait, what, okay, what, when is this? What are we, going, what are we talking about? Whatever. <laughs> she didn't know what to inspect now, or expect. I said inspect. Ah, well, she was inspecting what to expect. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, girl, it's just going to be like us, like doing our own Zooms, FaceTimes, phone calls, hiking excursions, like our conversations, you know, it's going to be like that, but just on the podcast, you know? And so it wasn't too bad. Right, it wasn't too bad. <laughs> and then I listened to some things I said, like, Why did you do that? Why did you say that? But yeah, I definitely came into this blindly, not knowing what you're gonna ask me or how this was supposed to go. But thank you for inviting me or having me here because it's my first time on a podcast. So, woo to that. Oh, I love it. Yes, your first podcast. I love it. All right, great. All right, so we're going to check back in with you listeners in 12 weeks or so and talk about what this whole program was like for us. Okay. Bye, girl. Bye, girl. (laughs) Thank you for listening. This has been a So Mind Boggling production. Follow along at So Mind Boggling on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.